It is Thursday, the 17th of March 2016, and this is episode 275 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another Thursday episode. I'm Chris and Ian's in the hot seat again. Good day, Chris. Good day. What's that? Chris Australian Grand Prix. Ah, of course. Yes. You, keep, you you just mentioned that. Why didn't that? Why didn't that? <laughs> yeah, I was, going, I was going to say, why did you say good day? Because I've just not, been talking about Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, not necessarily. So it's Halo um, World Championship, you know, World Finals this weekend. So that's what I'll be doing. None of this Grand Prix. That's so 2015. Basically, we are now filibusters because we've not much to talk about tonight. And we've just spun out the intro into a one and a half minute discussion. <laughs> we did. Let's get on with the news and then maybe we can have a, a short podcast this week. So, uh, ransomware has been found on the New York Times, BBC, um, and AOL sites. Um, so, this was a company has been sort of doing some analysis on why they've been seeing a spike in the amount of malicious activity taking place um and they have basically identified uh, that yes yeah, because an ad, ad, net, ad network had uh, put these ads onto these sites where where they were doing this ransomware stuff which is not good for these big high profile sites no so adverts have been taking a kicking obviously people have been talking about ad blockers we've talked about it you know more than probably a dozen times now over the past yeah. year. Um, we talked even like last week, week before about the percentage, how much people are actually running them. and and then Which you, is surprisingly high. Yeah, and, and, and then it's not just performance, it's things like this, you know. So rather than getting some horrible, spammy, malware-infecting um, ransomware ads, you know, I, I've got no ads. And, and so I, I, the surprising thing about this is, because usually they say it's when you visit a torrent site or when you visit some yep. dodgy site. No, I went to... Yeah, someone who's, who's culpable with it yeah. rather than, uh, you know, this this third-party business. I thought I thought all this had been solved. I thought the browsers had pretty much got their sandboxes to such an extent where this wasn't even possible anymore, but clearly not. Um, and clearly there's still some clever people and, circumnavigating. And it. remember, they blamed Flash. They said it's all, it's all these Flash ads and we need to kill Flash. And it's like, so... So maybe the easy ones were, but clearly um, it is still it's not just that. possible. And quite and this easily. Wasn't this, and, it, and it was, it was uh, I think they did mention that it was the Google network as well as many others. So it wasn't just the Google network. But again, these networks are all trying to be um, careful about what content gets on there. So still a worry. Uh, and say so this this malware kind of idea seems, this sorry, this uh, ransomware idea seems to be catching on big time. Yeah, and they're clearly making some good money out of uh, that method. So, uh, yeah, another say f- feather in the ad blockers um, hat, but certainly not in the the uh, content producers hat. And it's a problem with it's a problem with handing over you know their site to somebody else to to manage ads. You know, it's not so. Yes, it's one less problem to do, and yes, they get a lot of income from it. But you know, unless you can guarantee quality, I mean, even, even in, I, on my blog, I used to run um, Google ads, and I switched them off probably a couple of years ago. And it's surprising how much trickled in. I mean, over the over the year, it was like eighty ninety quid's worth. Oh, I, you know, I, I don't get anywhere near that from YouTube and my my stuff. I don't get anything through YouTube. It was just a blog. It was just it was just. Uh, and what I, what I used to do was after five days, I would put an ad on a on a blog post, 
Mm-hmm. It was amazing just how much trickled through. It was wow, um, okay. it was like because it paid for Facebook hosting for you know for this and the, and the website and it was like ideal. But then I was like I looked at some of the ads; they were quite nasty. Mm. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing too bad. It was just like I don't really want this. So. And you know that with big companies like BBC and AOL and and, and New York Times, they're not going to be choosing you know your black your black hats there. They're generally going to be choosing big reputable firms, Absolutely. so it just shows that there's still a big issue. So, uh, Instagram is the next of the social providers to choose to not go chronological. So they've decided they're going to start putting uh, what they consider to be the best photos at the top of your feed, uh, rather than just a chronological feed of items. So they're just you know long long list latest one in that long list of, to do this, uh, and it will cause problems. I'm sure people will kick their feet in the air, and it for me the there's obviously this issue, which is it's so much content that you can't consume it all and therefore you miss a lot of the content because you just don't scroll back through and it, it far enough. Um, and, you know, and, and they're trying to solve that problem. Uh, but it doesn't, they haven't say, made mention of whether this is something you can turn on or off or may, whether it's a separate sort of this is your normal feed and this is, the, this is our curated feed. And that was always a worry with, because you know I'm worn about this. I don't really care about Facebook because I just don't really use it. Um, but t- t- Twitter, I liked that whole, if I want to scroll through it and see a particular thing, I can go and see it. And when you start hiding things and I don't know if I've seen it or if I'm missing something, it just didn't feel the same. And Instagram is much the same. I don't follow like you know a thousand people on Instagram. I'm following, I think, about 80 or 100. Mm-hmm. And I do chuck away the ones that I'm not interested in. You know, and I, I like to know and I like to see what people have been posting. You know, I find it behind the quality on Instagram really good because of the people yep. that I follow. And as soon as I read this, I was like, sod off. You know, so see if it's a toggle, see if it's an option, see if there's a way of, yep. you know, like, and that's, that's, that's... Or even just a summary feed, but you can also get to the chronological yeah. feed. That's that's where I think it should be. And, and I noticed that before the article was published, the day before it was on Instagram, I was like, oh, the times have gone. Because always just, to, I, I was always, you know, the time of somebody posting it always caught my eye. Because mm. you could see whether it was like, a, was that somebody alive doing that? Or was that a, a post from before? And... You could see little yeah. trends, you know, so like Northern Lights, you know, there was all lots of people posting around the same time and it was all fantastic pictures around Scotland and Northern Lights. It was all it was all really good. It was, oh God, that was one in the morning or that was you know, that was ten at mm. night. And and, that, and and the time disappeared. And I thought, oh, they've they've tweaked that without releasing on their Instagram. And then the next day all the articles came out of it, oh, we're going to start messing with your feed. And that's why the times disappeared, because you don't want you don't want to see no. ten o'clock, midday, nine AM. No, you know, yeah, you're yeah. you're like you don't yeah. care. We'll just give you the best. Yeah, they're, they're telling you, you don't care. Um, so, you know, again, they're, they're using the kind of idea of if a post is liked and commented about a lot or uh, is shared around or re reshared, then that's what classes as to them as a good um, a good post. But they will include in what they consider your relationship. So if you if you have two people sort of liking each other's posts lots, then you might still see them in your summary feed rather than you know higher up i shouldn't say this isn't excluding entirely it's just higher up your feed so more likely to see it um but but it also it 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 also means that that really good post doesn't get any traction for whatever reason because you know if you don't see it immediately or it's it's covered up by all these other posts which are supposedly amazing you never get a chance for those to sort of live uh, and breathe um so that's that's my kind of big issue with this and some of the people uh, like i say, follow com- they don't have big followings you know they're, they're, they're yeah. you know so, so they're never going to be high up a list because if you're following someone famous they're always going to get that they're going to be at the top of the list yeah so it almost felt like straight away remove any celebs i don't you know what i mean because they're, yeah. they're just going to be so skewed 
but I'm hoping that their, their algorithms are smarter than that. And 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 that it's an yeah an optional thing. I think that the kind of Twitter concept that they came up with is what have you missed while you've been away, and now here's your feed type thing is is a reasonable one. As in, there's a there's a an X number of posts at the top which they think that you've missed when you've been away, and actually they're they're quite good posts or they've they've gained a lot of traction. Uh, and maybe they could think about something like that. Maybe that's it. Um, Google's Deep Mind has won the the Go contest four um, one. This was this was. Google's DeepMind challenging the world champion um, at Go. Um, and we we talked about this probably about a month ago now, um, where it first ha- it first beat a human player, but this was the, the ultimate challenge because he was playing the, the world champion uh, and, and the, the, the AI won, which is something that say, they said could never be done. No, they were predicting 10 years or, or you know, before the, you know, AI could catch up in... And, 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 and it's one of those things they have been trying with AI for a long time. Since they've been trying chess, they've also sort of thought, how can we do this with Go? And the one I always remember was kind of, I think Mark Zuckerberg put up a post about how they were developing a, a Go AI bot and how it was starting to get you know better. And then Google the next day was like, hold on, we've just bet the best guy in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. just like that. It was like one-upmanship, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway, this was quite impressive. The the actual world champion was predicting that he would win the series 5-0 or 4-1 four, four at worst, but actually say it's been 4-1 to the AI. Um, and they did even note in the last game, the AI made a mistake early doors, which let the, the world champion really kind of romp away. But actually, it managed to fight its way back into the game. I've never played Go myself, but I think they said that there's more combinations of moves than there are atoms in the universe um, possible with this Sim- this game. Similarly, which... what they what they described it as is like so chess has got lots of combinations, but it's fairly small. And this yeah. is seemingly simple to understand, but the, the 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 complexity and the amount of configurations that you can end up with is, as you say, <laughs> amazingly big. I think they said with chess you can actually calculate all of the ultimate moves that result from a situation so you can always a computer is just powerful enough to see that far ahead whereas in this game it's not possible so they have to go by what is a kind of feel or experience and that's the difference I've talked about this being more it's almost like more human like and then some some elements of tactics some elements but just that Oh, I've been in this situation before, and I have to do this kind of thing. Yeah, and, and another thing that was that was interesting was the amount of Go players, and I've been reading some of the analysis behind it. And what they said was it didn't play like a human; it was doing right. things where, whereas a human might go for, "I want to crush this guy, I want to do it." It was going for, yeah. I'll, "I'll, I'll win by one point, as long as I win." So it was doing yeah. things that weren't human-like, and and it's, it's weird because I was like, "What? So, so what's next? You know, what is? You know, it's a bit like." Um, what was IBM one Watson when it when it done the Jeopardy thing and it was like you know wasn't Watson, it Deep Blue or Deep Blue? I know IBM's got Watson now that does a whole lot of that kind of analytical. You can ask it questions and it goes away and does a you know a big search and comes back with things and and you just wonder where where does Google now now take this and what was in my head? It was weird through the week. I was thinking about the imagine this paired up with all the crazy robots because remember they showed you the video where where it was hitting the robot. And it was falling down and it was getting up again, Terminator like. Mm. And that was only two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And that was um and I need to check this because I always get it mixed up with the the fringe firm. Yeah, I know, it's almost exactly the it's DARPA, isn't it's it? It's Boston Dynamics. <laughs> we always okay, have this. DARPA's the... <laughs> so Boston Dynamics are what Google bought, but they've just announced tonight that they've put it up for sale. So they've oh, built, okay, so wow. seemingly the robotics side of it. Although it's doing for me, great work. it never fitted with no, Google absolutely. very well. Purely for me, it never fit with the 
Google purely because it's very, very militaristic, that, that firm. And I don't think Google would ever really want to see those products in, in... Maybe they've learned what they needed to from the company and figured out that actually the money's coming from military and they don't really want to be involved in that. Well, and they made it clear when they bought them that, that we're going to end all our military con- contacts, our contracts, sorry. And, yeah, but that's um, where all the money comes from. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, on one of the military boards now, um, you've got Crazy Google guy um, on that board. <laughs> but, they're, but, they're selling the, but they're selling this. I'm trying to remember his name. Eric Smith. <laughs> Well, driverless lorries, um, this has been mentioned several times now, but this is definitely happening to the UK. Um, basically, they're going to come up with these uh, trains of lorries on the road, which are all computer controlled. So it has a driver in the front uh, cab and then the rest are all computer controlled. Um, and they're going to do this in the UK, figure out how it could all work. Um, which I think, Again, I think it's one of my things I've been mentioning on Digital Outbox for a few years. These car, tra- I call them car trains, but these are lorry trains. Um, but it still doesn't solve the problem of how the hell people get on and off the motorway with these 10 trucks in a row, all nose to tail. Um, but but nevertheless, I'm sure they'll sort all that out. They're going to choose a quiet bit of road. Well, they're choosing the M6 in Cumbria, which I happen to know fairly well because I do trot down to battle every so often. <laughs> and there are, there are bits that are quite quiet, but... Um, Edmund King, who is president of the AA, has pointed out that just getting, you know, there are there are a couple of sections where there's like, you know, a, there's only like a mile gap or a half mile gap between turnoffs. So if you've got a 10... There's loads of them. <laughs> yeah, but... Especially down south. There is, I know there is down south, but in the trial area, you know, right, there's, yeah. that, there's that kind of challenge. But I'm sure there must be ways of doing the eye that says, you know, I'm coming up to this. So, you know, trucks three, four and five drop back 500 Yeah, meters. yeah, pro- which is fine, but the problem with that is that then you've got these lorry trains which were doing 60 and now having to do 40 um, to make gaps. So you slow down the whole network um, at, around junctions, which are already causing... It's always yeah, a but it's, it's better than a, a bloody two-lane motorway and a, and a lorry overtake another lorry at 51 or 49 miles an hour and just yes, like... Yes, I agree, uh, agreed. It's definitely better than that. Now, I, I, I mean, I, roads is not the right solution for this. You know, there's already this solution, which is trains, right? Uh, this amazing network of has one thing driving and lots of other ones automatically following along, right? <laughs> a train without rails. There, I did see a, someone came up with a a concept of um, basically freight tubes, basically that. Um, I think they were, I don't know if they were vacuum tubes or whatever, but there was there was an idea that this we could create a completely separate freight network, um, similar to the um, you know similar to the idea of the, the motorway network, but just removes all the kind of freight off of the motorway, which actually free it up quite a lot. Um, they seem like more modernistic and futuristic ideas, but this is I, I, I quite like that we're doing trials in this. So do I. Um, I, and it was rumoured, and it was good to see it confirmed because I do think I mean it is the Lots of people have this thing about, oh, I don't think I could trust a, a car that you know that I'm not in control of, and it's like which is rubbish. ridiculous because you wouldn't trust a human with it. Exactly, that's what I, you should be saying. I see some of the folk on the road, and even when you when you're, I've been driving, I've got tired, and you're like, probably not safe here. You know, it's been proven many, many, many times that the humans are far, far, far more fallible than a computer. And yes, in the AI will have accidents. Um, yeah, but but, but, but there'll be not as many as humans do. Exactly. Um, another thing about the budget um, is there was actually a few other kind of interesting techie related things because it was a kind of weird budget. Um, so there's a 15 million pounds for a connected corridor between Dover yes. and London. And um, so this is this is basically putting in the infrastructure so it can talk to cars all the time as it's as they're driving up and down. 
And I, I do mean, that is one of the busiest sections of road in probably in Europe actually because it's got the ports and it's via, it's via London and it's all those other and it's all the problems when the ports snarl up and stuff. So um, they're talking about um, comparative fuel signage on the M5. Um, so this is let's this is letting see drivers see the best deals, which is like focusing your driver, not about saving a penny. Was was my agreed. First Agreed, but then again, it's also uh, that increases the competition. That's I think that's probably what they're aiming to do. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no motorway services. There's no competition, so they they don't really try a five G strategy, which just sounded guff. Um, so twenty seven. Well, they need to think about it, but it's that was fluff and filler, wasn't it? It wasn't yep. really anything of, of note. Um, do you sell products online? I don't at the moment. Um, so micro entrepreneurs are going to get a thousand pound tax free allowance. And a second a thousand pound allowance for people who rent out their home online. So I don't know if that's a kind of Airbnb type thing that says, Yeah, I've rented out my home and get some get get a, a little bit of tax back. And then the right. last one was um so Royal Mail still you know, really does protect its database of where people yes. are. And it's frustrated a lot of people. So lots of people all around the open data movement over the last five, six years, we've seen lots and lots of data sets been opened up. And the Royal Mail have been really protective round. It's because they earn a lot of money from it. <laughs> yes. And so the government are saying £5 million to develop options for an authoritative address register that's open and freely available. Okay, that's interesting then. Which, Maybe they, they obviously don't like the fact that it's, it's they're being held to ransom over it. Um, which is fine. I mean, my, my, my house regularly doesn't appear on everyone's lists. It's one of those. It's not even a new development, but it's it's new enough that it just doesn't doesn't get everywhere um london's gonna get um air pollution pigeons oh it's got them so these are homing pigeons that are flying around G- uh, london with gps devices and a three a 35 gram sensor on the back which is just n- measuring levels of nitrogen dioxide and they are tweeting yes they you, are tweeting you can tweet um, the pigeon for an update as well you can ask it for a reading and the pigeon will tweet you back which is great. I love that. <laughs> um, I, I had visions of Batman Returns and Danny DeVito with his, his marching army of penguins with rockets on their back. <laughs> Don't know why. You you have those visions. You do. I do. Um, <laughs> but yes, so pollution in London is blamed for about 9,500 deaths every year. Um, so this is, and they, it kind of gives you a reading compared to what the European pollution limits are. I've not tried this yet. I might try it later. Go pigeon, go. Sky has launched um, VR Production Studio um, with F1 video. So this is 360 video that Sky has made available. Yep, and uh, what they're committing to is um, they're going to do 20 VR films during this year. So I guess it's a, it's a, a dip in the toe because it's been seen as this is a, the potential exploding market with Oculus and Vive coming yep. out. That um, you know, and Google and Facebook have, have invested lots to make sure that their platform can support the 360 videos. This so. is this is the explosion that they were expecting with normal 3D glasses, and actually, now they're coming to do it with now with headsets. And I still, I still think that the potential for this is is still massive. I mean, in it's early days, you know. We'll just need yep. to wait and see. I think I'm more excited about this than I was 3D. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So it'll be good. So they've put one out already, which was a Williams F1 test. Um, so they did some 360 film filming. Interestingly, they're still. I saw a picture from. They're still basically stuck together GoPros and kind of yeah. Doing that it seems all... to be a really popular way of doing it. So there are commercial offerings starting to appear. Yeah. I think we talked about a couple of them. I think it's quality. But, but the GoPros give perfect quality, and they can have infinite numbers. So the overlaps are, are, are sort of seamless. Yeah, 
And I think that's the thing, whereas, so Samsung are developing ones and there's other higher grade ones, but I still think they're, they're not as, you know, you can end up with a, you know, like 10 GoPros all strapped together. And as you say, and if you think just... about the price of a GoPro compared to, you know, these big, you know, cameras, there's no, they're nothing for these, for these production companies, a whole suite of GoPros is nothing. Yeah. They blow them up every day and everything, you know, things like that. Uh, absolutely. But I still think there's an integration challenge with all the feeds. I think that's just where the, yeah. it's the early days. It's, it's actually getting all those feeds back and stitching it all together yep. and making it a, you know, you, that you absolutely. don't see the, as you move around, it still looks seamless. Yeah. I was going to say, it's all, it's all post-production work and, and, and it's something that they will be solving as we speak. Um, PlayStation VR has announced they're going to launch their um, headset in uh, October 2016, so later this year, and they've got a price of $399 on that. You have pre-ordered. I have bought, yes. So £349. Sorry, what is it? So it's actually £349. Yep. Okay. Um, in, the, in the Euro tax. <laughs> it comes out um, October 3rd was the date mentioned by Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a bit weird. They did, this, they did this announcement on Tuesday, and it was only like a, a kind of 15-minute presentation. You know, everybody was expecting loads of here's this game and here's this game yeah. and here's what it does but it was very matter of fact it was um vr's been coming as you know um there's there's what it's now called so instead of project morpheus it's now playstation vr and um, there's the price and there's the kit so you get the you get the headset which is tethered to a little and it's not a processing unit similar there's a the little box that, that i thought and I think loads of other people thought was a, was an extra you know some sort of gpu is actually doing for it's for audio so it's doing some uh-huh. spatial audio type things and also for um, pushing content out to your TV so it can get used as a second screen. So it's it's doing those kind of things, not actually adding any grunt to the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't come with a camera. And it doesn't come with move sticks. So you need to buy them as well if you don't already have them. So the camera's needed for its spatial awareness, yeah, so it knows where the actual device is, yeah. But it is 360 tracking, so you will be able to turn completely round. It's it's kind of, it's lesser hardware, so the the screens are smaller, slightly lower resolution, um, and the, the field of view is kind of less. I think it's like 100, whereas some of the, the, so the I think the, the, the other ones are much wider. Slightly less pixels, slightly less field of view, but increased hertz. So the others are 90 yes. hertz, and they've, they've plumped for 120. So, so they've got... They've got both running on it so i guess it depends on how complicated the environment is they're trying to run and for me it was a, a um i'm still excited about that whole that whole vr platform yeah and yes i did have crazy thoughts about buying a pc but um yeah this is a lot cheaper way in uh, yeah i've already got a ps4 so basically for 500 quid um i'll i'll have you know the headset the camera the, the sticks and a, a couple of games i guess when they come out yeah as a so 500 quid as opposed to oh, an investment of 500 quid as opposed to sort of 1500 2000 pounds basically and and also yeah. confident so so i'm playstation that night then tweeted that it's on sale tomorrow here's a link to amazon 11am limited stock and i was like ooh limited stock that's that sounds <laughs> an issue um so i did have my reminder i did step out of a slightly important meeting and i did i buy from amazon because <laughs> because priorities right um yes microsoft has come out and said they're going to start letting um, xbox one games connect to pc and other console networks so they're saying that cross um play is going to be a thing um I'm not sure how I feel about this, but they're they're saying they're suggesting it's going to start with PC, obviously because they control both ends of that with the Windows 10 environment. Um, uh, and but maybe we'll spread stretch to sort of mobile and um, um, PlayStation type networks if they're up for it. Yeah. So so Rocket League on PS4 um, talks to PC. 
So when you you, you can end up playing PC players, and PC players can play PS4 players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Rocket League have kind of the, the first game to actually talk about doing this, and it'll be PC and Xbox One owners. Um, but they've not said, um, they've not said anything about whether it would actually happen with PS4. Sony, to be fair, came back and said, "Yeah, we've been doing this for ten years." <laughs> yeah, I mean, Microsoft was very, you know, religiously locked down with their their Xbox platform, but now, you know, that does expand out. Uh, you know, I don't think this is ever going to work in, uh, you know, in time and action critical games, but it could work for. I mean, they've said Minecraft is a prime candidate for some of this. Um, it's certainly not across PC, PC and Xbox. If you're playing a shooter, uh, a console pad has no uh, chance with a against a mouse and keyboard. And I think that's the the thing. It's not that because Rocket League to me is quite latency speedy dependent, but I don't think there's too much difference between you know like a, a mouse and a gamepad. Whereas for no, exactly. First so it's the, shooter, it's, the, it's the input the method. Mouse... That, yeah, the input method's the important thing. Yeah, mouse still you know, and I think that's that's what people have always said. The mouse always trumps gamepad and you would never be fair i'm, I'm sure shooters, i'm yeah. sure was there not something in xbox or xbox 360 that they tried a game with pc and it worked on both and it was a shooter and you could tell when you were playing somebody that was mouse i don't remember that were, i'm sure it. there was one and it was all it was really flaky and buggy uh, what was it? anyway it'll be interesting this this to me smacks of yeah we're not selling as much as ps4 and and yeah we need to, we need to open up a platform I'd... as much as we can I, I, I say, you know, fair enough. They just keep innovating, and eventually something might stick. Uh, and this is this is fair enough. So why not? Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to increase the, you know, opens up all the issues of um, aim bots and other cheating devices that oh, clever not. programmers have, I really have introduced. So, but but because the, the you know Windows Ten environment is so locked down as the Xbox is, it probably doesn't open that up at all. I think it you know maybe it maybe it clamps down on the PC environment rather than um, opening up the Xbox environment to to these horrible things. Yeah, and I and also wonder like would would they ever punt like like the you know same day and date release like the next Halo on both platforms. You know, I just, I know they've talked about Forza coming this year and they've talked about other things coming this year to PC, but would they take one of their main AAA titles and say, same day and date, buy it on either platform, play on either platform? I just can't see it. I doubt it if it's if it's, if it's it's not um, if it's not commercially sensitive, you know, because something like a Halo earns them a lot of money. See, if they did do that, yeah. that would, to me, set the signs of, you know, this might they're be the last Xbox. Shut this. Yeah, they're going to shutter this down. Yeah, you're yeah. right. They, and there's already, there's already that feeling of we're being migrated across to... Well, the PC gaming is going to be identical. So why but, why do you want it, an Xbox when you can just go yeah. and get a nice cheap PC? Yeah. yeah, go and buy a Steam type PC and just play the. And, and, we have solved PC gaming by doing this console yeah. thing, and, and yeah, and it's the yeah, way they've right. it's the way they've talked about up you know, potentially upgrading graphics and potentially yeah. doing updates. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is yeah, a. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It is what it smacks of, and they have talked for many years now about shuttering off Xbox. You know. It's, mm. it's, and this one hasn't been as successful as the last, so maybe maybe that's well, it, maybe that's the direction we're going in. It's not sold as much as PS4, but they're, they're at a faster sell rate than the 360. It's just it's just the yeah, PS4 yeah. has been a, a bit of a behemoth. Yeah. So I still think I I still enjoy playing the Xbox One. I I love my Xbox One now. I, I mean, like, you know, we went through the hate oh, the, relationship the, the first, because it was first awful, year. but they are they are gradually sorting out and. I've had some really good experiences now on Xbox One. So the first, the yeah. first year was painful because the whole, really the whole partying was painful. It was just broken. The games were rubbish. 
Um, yep. I mean, Titanfall was probably the best game, and even you think how many screen tears there was as you played through it. And then, but it was a good game, and we forget that it, it was know. a good game. But then, um, like Halo came out, and it was it was guff because all it was so broken, and that was the Master Chief. Yeah, yeah, which has now been fixed apparently. So, <laughs> but it's not going to get put back in my drive. Anyway, that's all we've got to talk about this week. Um, so, if you want to find out more about what we do who we are and all that kind of stuff you can at digitaloutbox.com uh, info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us and you can also get us on twitter at digitaloutbox i'm on twitter as cheesy uk and my racing stuff is academyracer.co.uk ian where are you uh, bloggers ian do you don't know in twitter sweeper I, I struggled to remember it's like what, is, what order, what order? <laughs> um I, I didn't ask you if you got a pick no great that's the end of the podcast, so we will speak to you again next week. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. ta